1: Look at the broad market and what it's giving you. Go with the flow of what's happening. Look at what sectors are leading that, you know, driving some of that. And then when you're looking at the stocks, what's the best ones to go with With that within that particular group that's, that's the, the leading factors here? And when you look at things like Tesla, you know, number one, Tesla just, uh, you know, they, they had a pretty good year. They almost, they were a couple sh- cars short of their 500,000 yeah. car delivery in a year.
0: This is the How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast, brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, we have a special guest. We actually have two of the founders of MarketGear.com. We have Rance Meshek and Chris Mercer. Now, we've had Rance on, on in the past talking about MarketGear. And actually, this is a special episode sponsored by MarketGear. We want to send you guys over to MarketGear.com slash Chris Yule. That's spelled C-H-R-I-S-U-H-L. That's me. But I want you guys to go check it out. There, you will have a two-week free trial plus 50% off your first month of market gear. And it's uh, a special deal just for listeners of this episode. So, guys, thanks so much for coming on and offering that really cool discount to, uh, to the listeners to get started.
1: Glad to be able to do it, Chris. Enjoyed our last session with you and look forward to today's as well.
0: Yeah, this is really cool. So to give the audience some background, um, after our call with Rance, I was like, you know what, Rance? I really clicked with you. It's not everybody that I get to click with like this. So I I really appreciate your time. And Rance has a huge history of being inside the market, being a a real wheeler and dealer himself. And the fact that we can have him on the show, not just once, but twice, and and maybe a few more after this as well, I think it's going to be really, really useful for the audience. So thank you for your time.
1: No problem. Glad to be able to do it.
0: So, so guys, um, I'm ready to get started about this. We're, we're going to be talking about uh, bull call spreads today. Now, typically, whenever I talk about them, I would I would call that a uh, call debit spread. Um, so, if you hear me say one word over the other, that's synonymous of the same thing here. Um, but yeah, I uh, I'm excited to learn more about it because personally, I trade mainly long stock and selling um, selling put spreads. So, mm-hmm. in my opinion. I think a call spread's similar to that, right? A bull call spread, right?
1: Well, you know, it's actually, since you, you bring up the, the uh, you know, selling a put spread, uh, and actually we've talked about maybe doing a session on this too, given some of our insight to it uh, in the future. But one of the big differences is that th- th- they're both bullish outlooks, but there's a tendency for a call, a, 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 what I would call a bull put spread or, a, a you know, selling a put spread uh, would be a shorter term trade. Where you're going to do it out of the money, and basically, as long as the stock doesn't drop, you're able to uh, capture the premium you brought in. Uh, and if it does drop, because you're in a spread, you have a limited risk versus like selling a naked put, where you could really uh, get hosed as the stock goes down. Uh, but in a in a bull call spread or in a uh, call debit spread, uh, the tendency to use that is a little bit more. Uh, out of the money, where you expect the stock to go up, and uh, what we're going to talk about today is is that approach. And when we talk about the the put spread, you know, uh, the credit put put spread uh, in a future session, we'll do that shorter term. This one's going to be riding the trend. right? So if I have a stock that's in a wow. trending mood or mode here, and I want to be able to continue to profit on that um, as it goes up, we can put on a call spread in a way that will allow us to ride that trend and be able to generate a fairly decent return and a relatively low movement of the stock. Um, So you can actually apply these identical. You could apply a a bull call spread uh, and a bull put spread the exact same way, uh, you know, both of them below the current stock price uh, mm-hmm. and be able to make money on it that way. But there's in this case, what we're going to talk about is riding the trend where I'm going to be actually doing it a little bit above the the stock price, expecting it to continue to ride up and be able to make a, a really strong return in a relatively small movement of the stock.
0: Right. OK, I understand now. So we're talking out of the money call debit spreads, bull call spreads versus an in the money um because because if you were to do an in the money call spread like this, it would be essentially the exact same risk profile as selling a put spread out. Put spread, out- it, out- it of is money, right? it is
1: identical. the okay, The difference okay. is that in the put spread at the end, uh, it expires worthless and you keep the cash. Mm-hmm. in a. Call spread. In the end, you're going to go through an exercise and assignment, so there's going to be a uh, an exit cost, although not near as much as a, of a factor as it used to be, since commissions have gone to you know virtually zero. Maybe a little bit of a of a, a cost for the uh, the contract cost, but the the ticket cost is now zero with most brokers. So the there is a cost to get out of the bull call spread um, versus the bull put spread, but there if you were to overlay the two different trades. Uh, in a risk profile they would exactly look the same you know okay
0: so i gotta tell you this could be interesting because this is almost exactly what lit the fire to start the podcast and i say that because um i'm really glad you brought this topic up because i i was watching cnbc's options action and one of the hosts on there this was years ago he was saying how he thinks Tesla's going up, so you should buy out-of-the-money call spreads for it. And it was like crazy out of the money, like a, like a 20 Delta, something crazy like that. And he's like, you know, it's uh, like $6 for the spread. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I couldn't imagine a worse trade. You're telling me it has a 20% probability of profit. I'm spending $600 per contract to get into this for like an 80% chance of losing all of my $600. This is, this is some shit. I (laughs) got it. And so I, uh, I, I, I sent him a Twitter message nicely, which, uh, (laughs) you know, Twitter can be a pretty, pretty ugly place. But I was like, listen, I don't. I don't like your trade. I think it's bunk. I mean, if you're going to do this, why not just sell an out of the money put spread? And he's like, well, you can make so much more with this call spread. And I'm like, yeah, but there's, I mean, you're, you're playing the lottery here, bro. Because it's like 80% chance of it not happening. And so he came back with all of this, you know, he, he tried to, to what was the word? Um, all these, these big words and um, tried to sound really smart and everything. But at the end of the day, I was like, we, we have the same market opinion being that we're both bullish Tesla, but I feel that my way is a much more conservative, easier play, and a lot easier for people to wrap their risk around than an out-of-the-money bull call spread. Mm-hmm. So I am very mm-hmm. interested to hear this. Like I say, so, this 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 was the light that started the fire.
1: Interesting. So I'm going to tell you that one of the big differences as we set this up, let just you know when you're doing a a, a put spread. Uh, an out-of-the-money put spread. So just for the listeners here, because we're going to be talking about an out-of-the-money put spread and an out-of-the-money call spread. Well, what we're talking about is an out-of-the-money put spread is below the current stock price, right? And so as long as the stock doesn't go down more than whatever your upper strike is in your put spread, you're keeping all of the credit that you take in. In the case of a in-the-money bull call spread, that's the exact same profile we're talking mm-hmm. about, right? So both of them would be... So if I'm in the... with the stock at 100, right? Or something, you know, is it just a quick example? I'm below the current stock price. In the call side, that's an in-the-money spread. But they're the exact same profile. So let me ask you something here, Chris. When you go to do something like this, when you're doing a a put spread, what type of return are you usually looking for?
0: Mm, Now, for me, I'm good with a 20, 25, sometimes 30% return on that. And when I say those numbers, when you're not an options trader like you and I, Right. And I say 20, 30% return. They're like, no possible way. No way. And I'm like, dude, I do it week after week. Like, right. yep, it's yep, not yep. that hard. <laughs>
1: um, what we're going to talk about today is riding the trend uh, and uh, being able to generate 100% return, mm-hmm. 120% return, right? We're talking about a, a higher return. Mm-hmm. But but you've got a you had a really good point. I want to be really clear here uh, as we're doing this because it's a it's an important point when people are setting up trades What you're talking about doing with the put spread is a higher probability trade So, um, so what I one of the things we're talking about here is riding the trend, right? So if I don't have a trend if I don't have a reason to think this is going to keep going up I don't want to do the trade. I'm going to talk about today, right? What, what you're talking about is just don't go down, right? Yeah. If it continues to go up you make money if it just flat lines. Mm-hmm. You still make money. As long as it doesn't go down, you're uh, you're going to make money in your trade, wherein what we're talking about is it does need to go up. All right. So from a probability standpoint, absolutely, this is not as high of a probability trade. But if you look at your uh, probability over your risk reward ratio, where I can make 100, 125% return, And be able to do that on a relatively small movement of the stock, Mm -hmm. then, um, you know, yeah, I don't have the same probability you have. But my returns are going to be greater, and it's why it's really important that you use your technical analysis, you know, uh, whatever else you're doing to make sure that you have the right opinion of the stock uh, and that there is a, a strong chance it's going to continue to move higher because you're going to need the upward movement to be able to have this trade profit. So there's a definite difference between those two approaches, and while one increases the probability, one increases return. So there's a balance mm-hmm. there, and it does, have, you know. So if you took the Tesla trade, um, you know, the the Tesla trade. I don't know the time frame of what you're we yeah. talking about. Listen, but... If
0: you buy a Tesla, anytime it goes up after that. That's from what technical analysis I've learned on Tesla is you buy it today. It goes up tomorrow. Like Bitcoin, it only goes up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, there, were, there was what? $38 billion. It was lost by shorts last year on Tesla. Oh, uh, so, you know, yeah, that's anyway. Uh, but so, so in this particular case, we definitely, I, I want to be really clear here. This is a higher, uh, uh, Well, it's it's actually, from a risk reward ratio standpoint, it's a lower uh, risk uh, risk to reward ratio, um, where you know you like if you're talking about making a uh, you know 25 30 percent return uh, something like that, you know you're you're talking about uh, okay, so if I have a ten dollar spread and I can make you know three dollars, I have seven dollars at risk. Mm -hmm. So if it does turn against me and you don't do anything. You're going to take a pretty good hit, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, where this one here, uh, you're going to have a lower risk reward ri- or lower risk uh, to the reward possibility in the trade, um, and with that also a lower probability, but much higher gains. So much that's, what that's right. so we'll, we'll see as we get into it. We'll I'm going to give yeah. you yeah. So here. let's get
0: into it, right? Because yep. because right. let let's do a little high level, um, and, and maybe this will be in your slides too. But but imagine the stock price is at a hundred. You know, selling put spreads out of the money would be down at like ninety five, ninety something like that, mm-hmm. and then uh, call spreads out of the money would be somewhere like one hundred five, one hundred ten. So just to give the audience some perspective here.
1: Right now, are we seeing my screen? Now, are we seeing? Yes, this? looks good. I can see. We something. are, and can I can I just
2: add too? So we're going to actually. He's going to walk you through the bulk, the spread concept in general with some, you know, just basics of what it is and some preset out, uh, you know, an example from the past, but then we will get into some live examples from today's markets in the platform as well. So,
1: yeah. Uh, to it. All right. So what we're going to share with you now, and by the way, as we're saying that, since we are going to be getting into live examples here, uh, just one thing very clear, uh, anything I do today is as an educational example, it is in no way to be construed as a recommendation for any trade or position in the financial markets. So we just want to, I know you disclaim this in the, in the podcast, just want to make sure we have that here as well. Um, and I thought a good start point here would be just as a super fast review uh, of the call option. Uh, and because that's what we're going to be using are calls. So if you were to go out and uh, buy a call option, you know, you have the right to be able to buy the stock at the strike price that you bought this at. So in my example here, I'm using Netflix um, and I'm building on this. So I want to stay with my example here on this. So if we had the 425 strike, so I'm buying the right to buy the stock at 425 between now and an expiration date, uh, a point in time in the future. When I do that, um, I'm going to pay a premium for that piece. Now, if the stock moves enough to make up more than the premium I paid, I'm going to be profitable. So for example, at expiration a 425 uh, call option is going to be worth the cash value of that. So for example, if the stock were to go up to uh, 450, uh, so it's 425. So if it goes up to 450 on expiration day, uh, you have the right to buy it at 425. The stock's at 450. Your option's going to be worth 25 dollars. Mm-hmm. Now that's on expiration. But when we got into this, with it down here at 4 near, it it was actually at 42550 in this example. We actually paid 39 dollars, or well, we did this the the um, call option or the spread, but uh, the call option was at $39. So let's just take a look at this real quick of what this means. That means that if I buy this $425 strike call option um, and I pay $39.15 for that option, it has to move up $39.15 by expiration Whoops, uh, to be able to be at break even. So it would have to go from $425 to $464 to be able we're going to knock the pennies off just for time here so from 425 to 464 to make up the 39 dollars cost that i put into this trade the thing is we're not in this to break even we're in it to make money so let's just take a look at it that way. where would the stock have to go if i bought have the right to buy it at 425 and i paid 39 dollars for this where's the stock going to have to go for me to be able to double my money what well, has to move Thirty-nine dollars to break even, and another thirty-nine dollars for me to be able to double my money. Now, double. I'm just using that as a reference point, but um, but you know, just for you to be able to see that that's a seventy-eight dollar move of the stock Mm -hmm. to be able to double my money in the option uh, by expiration, right? So, so I just want people to see that in this risk graph. We use this a lot in. uh, at options trading in general and it's basically if you haven't seen this before uh, it is the this is the price of the stock on your x-axis and your y-axis your profitability so if i you know if the stock goes up i go into profit If stock goes down I go into a loss now the most I can lose in this I'm doing a, a four hundred and twenty five dollars stock the most I can lose in this though is the thirty nine dollars but it's still thirty nine dollars right at a four twenty five stock so that's the basic of call option. So I just want us to get the at 425, it has to go to 503 or double the cost of the trade, a $78 move to be able to uh double my money in the trade and again, a $39 move to be able to break even by expiration. So that's kind of the call option side. Now, if um we you know, the, the what are so what are the challenges with just buying the call option, right? So, part of the problem with the buying a call option is the cost of the trade. Uh, the other thing, and by the way, now, Chris, let me just ask you something. If you talked when you're talking to people out there about options, um, I found this to be a case. I'm just curious if you have as well. What a lot of times people will end up doing is buying a, sh- a much shorter term option because it's cheaper. Um, oh, yeah. Right? And so then they go through this thing where, wait a minute, the stock moved up, but they didn't make any money because the closer they are to expiration, the faster the time decay out of this, right? So, this time decay factor comes into play. Um, and so, so you have that. Fa- so, have you seen that happen for people where they, they get, uh, you know, they it, it, oh, does, Rance, it does let me tell you good.
0: that that's the first, ha- first time I blew up my account was doing that. It's yeah. <laughs> like, hey, the, the, uh, the market always goes up, so I'm going to buy a boatload of calls. Rance, I had blown up two thirds of my account in the first 60 days I started oh, trading. Wow. And that's exactly how I did it <laughs> also, I bought really short term out of the money options, thinking that I knew like this was totally going to work, which, you know, I, I am a huge options trader. That's kind of my thing. But if you don't know options and you're trying to get into it, you really should step lightly into it and certainly not just like put your entire entire account into one trade like that.
1: Right. Absolutely. And 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 I'll tell you for me, um, I did one of these out of the money call options on my uh, one of my first trades and I did well on it. It was like, oh, great. It wasn't, you know, Just it rub wasn't it in. A through the roof. <laughs> well, no, but it was actually bad because what happened was, oh, this is easy. So then you start doing a bunch of them and then got totally hosed, right? So yeah. beginner's luck gave me com- gave me a false sense of confidence and I still didn't know what I was doing and I got hosed too. So, uh, you know, a few thousand dollars in the school of hard knocks, uh, decided to learn what I was really supposed to do here. And, you know, there are two big factors in dealing with options. There's more than two, but two big factors is time decay and changes in implied volatility. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what, you know, the more... Uh, time you have in the trade, the more it's going to cost. But that doesn't mean that it's not the right thing to do to give yourself time to be right uh, because of how time decay works. And, and we're going to talk about that a little bit as we go through this. But the, the challenge is if I just buy the call option is, number one, there's a higher cost of the trade because I'm, I'm buying the option. I'm not offsetting my cost. Um, you'll see what I mean by offsetting cost. Uh, your listeners will know what I mean by that in just a second. Um, and you have the time decay factor because uh, you know, you're know you buying this option. It, 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 in this particular case, by the way, I'll tell you, this was in June. We went out and bought September. So we bought several months. Um, so we had enough time to be right. Uh, but the thing about the time decay, uh, is that the longer term you have in the option, actually, the slower the time decay cost, the the fastest time decay is going to be in really short term options. In fact, you know, now we have weeklies and it's super fast in those. And hmm. there's things you can do with it to be able to profit from that. Um, and but you want to be careful because it's not buying them. Right. Uh, so that's you know, that, that's a challenge. Now, here's the other thing. Because you've put all this cost in this trade, you have to have a, a high anticipation move because of that high premium you paid. So you know, these are all some of the challenges with just buying a call option. Um, and you needed to move more than the premium you've paid in. Uh, and you need enough time for it to be right. So you have to put the cost, you have to pay for that time to have a chance to have it work well. And again, as we just talked about, if you don't put enough time into it, you get hosed because the time decay hurts a lot. So, uh, some of the challenges with just buying a call, I want to talk about doing the spread next, but, uh. But it's a, you know, to have a stock have to go up 78, uh, you know, a $400 stock go up $78 is a, is a pretty strong move in order to be able to have you really make money in the trade or make a decent money, in this case, 100% in the trade. Mm-hmm. But what, so what I want to share is, uh, you know, what does that look like on the stock? Just real quick. Here's it. Here's Netflix at the time and uh at June 15th when we got in, uh, when we did the trade, it was at about 425. And just so you can see this in in a relationship with what the trend is and what has to happen in order for this to work out. My break-even point in the trade is all the way up at that four forty-six. And again, my 100 percent return. Um I love the fact that my my mouse is a little touchy here. Whoops. Um my that hundred percent return is all the way up here at five oh three. So if you looked at the overall trend, is that plausible? Yeah. Sure. But uh, you know, but but I'd rather I'd rather put the odds a little bit more in my favor.
0: Right? Uh, well, absolutely. That's that's what I'm all about, is putting the odds in my favor. And you know, right. when when uh when I first started trading and for the first few years I was trading the the concept of trading with the trend really didn't like register in my mind. It's like, oh, if a stock's going up, I'm gonna be contrarian and say that it's going to go down. Right. I remember specifically, there was one day, one of my worst trades, like just conceptually, mm-hmm. it wasn't, it wasn't a huge dollar loss, but conceptually I was, I was at the, the public library with my son. I pulled up my phone, like, you know, all of us junkie traders do. <laughs> yep. And, uh, I saw the queues were up that day, and I'm like, "Well, I gotta sell some calls on this, right?" And so by the time I left, I was short plenty deltas of uh, of cues, and it never ever showed a profit ever at any point because at that moment it like only went up after that, and you know, thinking mm-hmm. back, I'm like. I don't understand why I wanted to, the, the, the concept of fighting a trend was in my mind. Like I wanted to be that guy who called tops and called bottoms. I never could do it, but I spent a lot of money figuring out that I couldn't do it. So oh. following a trend like this, it just makes life a lot, a lot easier.
1: You know, I, I'll tell you that, uh, I've tried to, uh, in my earlier days, I was pretty good at picking the tops because it's, that's when I went in. And then it went down, right? You know, it's like, I, I've had a few of those. Uh, but, uh, you know, what I found is, uh, look at the broad, you know, this is in a kind of a macro view, look at the broad market, and what it's given you, go with the flow of what's happening, look at what sectors are leading that, you know, driving some of that. And then when you're looking at the stocks, what's the best ones to go with, with that within that particular group, that's, that's the, the leading factors here. And when you look at things like Tesla, you know, number one, Tesla, d- just, uh, you know they, they had a pretty good year. They almost they were a couple sh- cars short of their five hundred thousand yeah. car delivery in a year. Um, and on top of that, they've been added to the S and P five hundred, which of course is also a benefit. And that and uh you know I'm fairly heavy in Tesla by the way. I uh, besides owning one, uh, I I also okay okay stock. okay. I'm gonna but, I'm gonna uh, stop
0: you there because like <laughs> I I am in the market for a car. And I have been wanting a Range Rover my entire life and now I can afford one. And then there's the Model Y, and I'm like, I would love to experience three seconds, zero to sixty, like on a daily basis. So you gotta tell me, <laughs> as the Tesla owner, how do you love it?
1: Uh, I'm gonna tell you that first of all, it's a it's a Model X. Um with the yeah, that the doors, yeah. right? Uh, the uh, the Falcon doors. So uh this is the I've never been a big car fan. You know, I'm not like, Oh, you know, I need a muscle car. I need this, you know, uh, but, uh, I love this car. Uh, And, and, and it's because number one, first of all, I come out on certain mornings, get in the car and all of a sudden there's all these new features because of the over there updates. Oh, right. That's cool. So, so when I bought the car, it, uh, the, the autopilot was, I mean, that was a loose term used there. It wasn't, it would stay within the lines of a freeway. That's about it. Right now. It, you know, it recognizes stop. If it, you're coming up to a stoplight, it'll stop for you. Um, and and when it's time to go, it'll chime. You still have to touch the gas so you know, right? And then you have to keep your hands on the wheel or available to the wheel and all that. But th- what it's done now, uh, you know, from going from, you know, I live in the San Francisco Bay Area and I go up to see my in-laws up in uh, uh, Sacramento. From on-ramp to off-ramp, you don't have to touch the steering wheel. Three different exchanges, all that stuff handles the whole thing. Notice you're in a slow lane, gets in a fast one. And these are updates that have been happening over time. Mm-hmm. And they just update in the car. And now you got a new experience. Um, the, the only negative at all is getting used to the you have to know where chargers are and do that. Now they've made right. it a lot easier. Uh, there's not only the superchargers and all sorts of other chargers uh, available besides Tesla's network of chargers. Uh, but um, you know, so you don't have that range anxiety like you used to occasionally we're still, you know uh, uh, you're still a little bit of that. So you have to go looking up where one is, but um because uh, they're not as readily available as gas stations, but overall it works pretty well. Uh, you know, it's not a problem. And I just love the car. I, 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 the acceleration is awesome. It's so quiet. Uh, it's the the customer service that they have is a whole different level than any car ownership I've had. Right. Uh, yeah, I had a tire problem the other day. I needed it replaced. And uh, I go onto the app, tell them I want it. They come out, replace the tire, uh, and go. The only thing wow. I had to do was open the garage door. And it's, so the mobile service is great for that. The, the, it's a different level. They've redefined the experience through a lot of the parts. So I, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, I'll tell you that the X is, for the price difference from the X to the Y, because I've looked at the Y. If I was buying one today, I'd be buying a Y. Um,
0: yeah. The, I mean, it's like a $100,000 price difference or, or something crazy like difference. that. It's yeah. a big <laughs>
1: difference. In, 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 uh, but, uh, you know. And do you need the car doors to open automatically when you approach the car? You know, is that a must, really? You know,
0: I think I can live without that. (laughs) You know, it's like,
1: is it? I mean, I like it, but is it worth that price difference? Right. So I think the Y is awesome. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, we've also pre-ordered the uh, uh, the Cybertruck. Oh, nice. Uh, so, you know, the the uh, the choice of post-apocalyptic world, you know, the bulletproof glass and has power supply in it and all that. So, uh, you know, but uh, it, I've, it's been a phenomenal experience. So I, I'm a I'm a big Tesla fan.
0: Ah, well, see, like, I, I, I'm sorry, I totally derailed the conversation, uh, but right. this is this the right. kind of stuff that's on my mind here. So we live in Texas. I'm surprised you haven't moved here yet because everybody's leaving California, moving to Texas. But like the Gigafactories here, like one of the uh the Tesla like big service centers is right down the road from us. Like everywhere are Teslas. All my neighbors got them and everything. And I mean, it's not like I want to keep up with the Joneses. I honest to God want to have a zero to sixty under three second car. Like I think that would be really fun. Like that's my number one thing over anything else on the Tesla.
1: Go go test go test one with plaid. So you know they used to have Ludacris, that was their top. Now they've got plaid, which is uh uh, uh there, are the super fast acceleration. Um, and, uh, it, it's, you, you go test drive one that has that and you, it, you need a headrest. I mean, it's the first car I've had that you really need a headrest because, oh. you know, your head's going to go like that. Oh, so, man. uh, but so yeah, I, I highly
0: that was a thing. I got to yep, check it, that out. Uh,
1: uh, it's a, uh, it's a little, uh, uh, homage to, uh, 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 Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy uh, I love so. that
0: anyway.
1: Alright, so keeping moving forward here Because we want to watch our time here uh, let's, <laughs> uh, uh, But yeah, I'm a, I'm a Tesla fan I've been a big fan I, I, I've, I, I wasn't sure how well I was going to like it uh, It has been a totally different experience You know, and uh, the other car I have By the way, uh, the other car I had at the time Was a Chrysler 300 And you want to update the map and it's kind of a big deal You know, uh, oh, yeah. and this it's just over the air updates Right, so pretty cool little setup uh, For all that, so um uh, anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so so with that, uh let me um am I back on screen share here? Do we have that going right? Yeah. Now?
0: All right. Perfect. So yeah, let me go, go
1: back to this area. So we were talking about this call option and what it would ha- how much it would have to move. Uh, you know, in, in our case here, $78 to be able to double our money in a 425 stock. And so then what we wanted to to do here is look at um some of the benefits of a bull call spread and then the structure of this. So first of all, this is gonna be a lot lower cost. Uh than going out and just buying the call option and in this particular instance, it's going to be like a quarter of the cost That quarter of the cost is also going to reduce your risk from buying the call option by about 75%. Um, And in doing so, that means that the amount of movement to break even is a lot less, uh, which gives you a higher probability of of profit. Um, And then two really big, important points here. I said two of the biggest challenges with trading options is time and volatility. Mm -hmm. Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to buy one option. And then I'm going to sell another option. I'm both buying and selling time. So I reduce. I don't completely eliminate because of my position, but but I reduce the cost of time in the trade uh, and the impact of time in the trade. And the same thing with volatility, because I'm both buying volatility and selling volatility. I've now reduced the cost of volatility. And by the way, the impact of volatility changes in volatility on the trade. So you're able to play closer to the trend. So this idea of if the stock goes up and my call option didn't, it's usually because of either drops in implied volatility or because of time decay. Because I've now, um, I won't say leveled it, I've, I've reduced the impact of those two. Now I'm able to play truer to the trend of the stock um, Than I would if I was just buying the option itself for that that shorter term move up, right? So uh, so it's you know that that's a nice part of it. And the other thing about this is uh, bull call spreads are repairable. I actually know eleven different ways to fix this trade um, or adjust this trade. Uh, so it's a it's a pretty flexible. When you're in this trade, there's things that you can do if if stuff starts to move against you, you know if you want to flip it from bullish to bearish or you've just had a pullback. And now you think it's going to go up again after that pullback Well, you can take your entire trade and move it down so that now as it goes back up, uh, you're going to be at uh, a break even point and a profit point point a lot quicker. So there's a lot of things you can do to manage the trade more effectively than you can with a single uh, option, single call option, or than you can with a stock by itself. Um, so I'm talking about these benefits. I do want to be clear. There is a disadvantage. There's a limited profit. So if you were to go out and buy Netflix at 425, uh, the option at 425, and it goes to to 800, uh, you're going to have a cap on how much you can make, right? right. So uh, so there's that. If you don't manage it, because the other thing is, if it goes up, you can always close out the trade early, go put it on again at a higher strike. You know, so there's mm-hmm. things you can do with it. So so let's take of what that what that does. What I did here was we took the 425 option we were just talking about that we we're buying it at, at um, $39. Uh, we then went out so we bought that at 39 and then we went out to the to the 445. So $20 further out of the money. So we're basically almost buying an at the money option. In fact it's slightly 50 cents in the money on that 425. But then we went out $20 and we sold the uh, the 445 option. And that one was $29. So we, we spent $39.15. We brought in $29.88. So instead of being in the trade now for $39, I'm in it for literally about a quarter of that at $9.28. Mm-hmm. So now I'm in it for a lot less money. Um, So let's take a look at what that means for us. What's that going to do and how does that play out in the trade? So the bull call spread is going to look like if we saw this before we saw our call option. Well, now because I've sold another one, it's going to cap out at that top strike at that 445. So I can only make money between the 425 and the 445. Once it hits 445, I'm going to cap out in my position um, if I don't do anything with the trade, right? If I don't close it out early or anything like that. So... um, uh, but what it does do here is by reducing my cost now to uh, 928 instead of 39 dollars. Uh, that 425 call option, which by the way was already 50 cents on the money. Remember, was it 40? Mm-hmm. 425, 50 was the stock price. Um, what happens then is I only need to break even. And we're talk expiration numbers, and I'll come back and talk about in time at expiration numbers. Though I only need an eight dollar and 78 cent move, well, less than a $9 move to break even, where before we had to have a $39 move right. to break even, right? And why? Because I've reduced my cost to trade. You still have to move it by your cost um, uh, uh, plus the lower strike. Now it was already 50 cents in the money, so that makes it that 878. And then the 100% return mark is also greatly reduced. So in instead of 503, now I'm at and it which was what a $78 move. Now mm-hmm. I'm only at an $18 move, 1855 because I have my 928 in the trade. Um, so I have to make that twice, right? So I have that and that puts me at 443 uh, instead of 503. right? So I'm able to make up money a lot quicker um, in the trade with a lot less uh, movement in the trade. So if I were to look at this on the chart here, we see now, uh, you know, by the way, we saw this before. We said, "Hey, that long-term trend—it was still plausible that that could have worked with the call option, right?" We—we we were looking at that. Well, what do you think the odds of this one working are? You know, uh, where a all I have to, <laughs> a lot better, right? Uh, you know, in this particular case, the day we entered, uh, you know, just a couple of days before, it was up in that range, right? So, so now we only have to have it go from 425 to 434 to break even, and then 443 to double my money in the in the trade. And so, that relatively small amount of movement is because I was able to reduce the cost to trade by selling the other one. Now, selling that higher strike does cap me out on the trade but it doesn't mean you can't exit the trade early, right? In fact, if we were to look at this um, real quick here, let me just show you that we talk about this here. Uh, and we're going through some, some number, different numbers. I wanted to put together something that was really easy for people to see. Um, and if you look at this, I compared the stock to the option to the bull call. So if I go out and I bought Netflix at 425.50, um, what's my risk of the trade? Well, technically 425.50, although I realized that, you know, it's probably not going to go to zero. Uh, you know, because because companies don't do that. Uh, uh, you o- know, often, often, often. Right. Uh, don't do that often, right? You know, uh, hey, I, I don't
0: thinking- know. I heard that if you fake an electric truck rolling down a hill, that maybe <laughs> the stock price may go to zero. I don't know. It's just speculation. I've just heard right. it once or
1: twice. Uh, look at how great our bot- our batteries are are at, uh, driving this thing, and yeah, yeah. you don't see. It's on the, the, the cameras are all tilted slightly. So it doesn't look like it's a hill. Right. Uh, I'm just kidding. Either, but, but I know what you it's not right. It definitely can happen. Um, you know, and I was going to rattle off a couple, like, uh, uh, you know, back when I started this thing at E toys and, you know, these things that were, uh, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the name. I used to have a, a list, rattle off a list of them. But uh, but the reality is, you know, it's probably not in you know, the odds of it going there. Are you holding it to there? You know, be foolish to hold it that long if it does sort of go down. But I want to be clear, though, your break even point is not 425. It's where you bought the stock. Um, so to move, the how much movement do you need to break even? Nothing. But since we were talking about doubling your money for a second here, where would that be? Well, that would be at 851 right? $851. If you bought the stock, the double your money in the stock would be $851 or a uh, $425.50 move, equivalent to what you put in, to be able to do that. So it's a 100% move in the stock. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, I realize that you might make me go in for the hundred percent game, but I'm just trying to put a percentage return kind of equated here a little bit. If I went over to the option, we already talked about the $39, right? So where's my break even? It's the stock price plus the, or the strike price plus the 39, which puts us all the way up to, uh, 464. So that's an 8% move just to break even.
0: Right.
1: Uh, on, on the option where, uh, but since we're not talking about just breaking even, we want to make money. That hundred percent return mark we were talking about earlier was that 503 mark, right? That $503, that $78 move or an 18% move of the stock to be able to double your money in the trade. Now, while you can double your money a lot quicker, you still have that part of, I still needed to move to be able to even break even. Now we go over to the bull call spread we just looked at and what we did by selling the, by buying that same one, that 425, and then selling the 445, we were able to reduce the price of the trade uh, and our cost and risk of the trade down to nine dollars and twenty-eight cents. Where's my break-even? It's at a two percent move, just over a two percent move to 434. Where does it have to go to double my money in the trade? It needs to go up to 443, or eighteen dollars on a 425 dollar stock is a four and a quarter percent move to mm-hmm. double my money in the so spread. Right. So when you look at this one, you say, OK, yeah, you can have the stock and there's benefits on in the stock. I don't you know, I have a lot of stock in my portfolio as well. But if I'm trying to really write a trend, write a movement going on here, I'm going to tend to lean a lot more toward the bull call spread because of the reduced cost of the trade, uh, the reduced risk because of that reduced cost in the trade and the much smaller movement in order to be able to uh, double my money in the trade or make money in the trade. Um so how did this one turn out? Uh, well, uh, well, actually, before I shut one other piece here real quick. This is the risk graph. Now we talked about that risk graph to the uh, my profit and loss. We show, we're showing here. This is the call. The red one here is the call risk graph, and the blue one is the bull call spread. And it, we did it by based on like percentile, right? uh, just so you can see. So it was make same same risk percentile in them. Uh, basically, I'm going to make the same money in the bull call spread. At 445, now mind you, stock's at four and a quarter. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make the same money when the stock goes to 445 as somebody that buys the call option would make if it went up to 497. So, a much, much smaller move of the stock to be able to generate a really strong return in that. And so, when you see this on the chart, when you put those two together, you can see here a much smaller move. The green ones here for the bull call spread to be able both to break even and to make 100% return. 100% returns are even new, new prices for Netflix.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Where the break even was a new high, hmm. right? Uh, let alone the 100% return mark if I just bought the option by itself. So a much, much smaller move of the stock. Now, to your point we were talking, we started out, which I thought was a great uh, precursor to this. Uh, mind you, I am out of the money, right? So I have to have it move up. So what are my probability of that compared to if it was down you know, below the current price of stock? It's not going to be as high of a probability of profit. But look at what Netflix is doing. And by the way, just as a little add on to this, uh, this was after we got into COVID, right? So if you look back here on this chart, this was COVID, the February... Mm-hmm thing. And then very quickly, this was back up in the new territory because obviously Netflix would benefit from people staying at home. right? right? And so we're using, again, why am I getting into something? I want to see a driving force that's going to continue to push this forward, whether it's continued improved earnings, whether it's things like Tesla being added to the S&P 500, hitting their numbers on on uh, uh, the deliverable of cars, whatever it is, that there is a driving force to move it forward. So I have, you know because if you just take that probability cone by itself, your standard deviations mm-hmm, by it mm-hmm. um, your, uh, you know, I, I understand there's a probability factor here. but if you, you know if it, it's skewed a little bit to, your, to the positive because of what's going on in the broad market, what's going on with that specific stock, uh, you know, then your you know, increases your odds of making it work for you. But I
0: so, think that you brought up a good point with it though is that this even though it has the lower probability of profit, has a much higher return on capital. Percentage, yes. Um, than you could ever get with selling put spreads. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Yep. So that makes a lot of and, sense and, to me.
1: And it's and it's because you're a little bit out of that money, and it, that's why that works. So if I was if I did it below the stock price, I I have a very similar profile that you do to your put spread, right? Where it's you're you're going to have that twenty five percent, thirty percent. You're not going to get over a hundred percent return ever when your spreads below the current stock price. Um, and so we are going a little bit above to, to be able to make that happen. Um, so what happened with this? Well, uh, what happened here, this is by the way, a screenshot out of our journal, and I'm gonna go into the platform and show you a couple live examples in just a second here. But in um, uh, this is out of our journal, so you can see the, the specifics of the numbers if you want to over here. But basically here's what happened. Um, Uh, At 615, we got in the trade. I I did this as a one lot in my example for $925. That is $9.28 a share. So for $928 per contract or per lot, because we're doing buying one and selling one, um, we're in the trade. Now, mind you, what we do here, we did the September 18th expiration date. Uh, But the thing about options is you don't have to hold them to expiration. Mm -hmm. Less than a month later. 25 days later in the trade on uh on July 10th the trade was worth uh 1720 which is a $722 profit on my 928 or an 85% return. Now when I talked about this we could get over 100% return if I continue to hold it out and w- did that I'm getting out early because I you know it 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 went up it made some money I'm going to show you some things on the risk curve in a minute about why also, but um, now we got a seven hundred ninety two dollar Profit 25 days in the trade 85% return in 25 days is not too shabby. No, not at all Right, so so that's a little bit about how that you know, how that played out now Let me go back here to I'm gonna to go to the platform here for a moment and just show you a couple things. So this is and, and
0: real quick, before you get too deep into that, just a, a reminder to the audience to go to marketgear.com slash Chris Yule, that's C-H-R-I-S-U-H-L to get your two weeks of free access to it and 50% off your first month. Just thought I'd throw it in there.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. Oh,
0: there you go. Right there.
1: There we go. Yeah, put it up there. It was the last minute. But, uh, so, uh, then, so And this is the platform uh, we're talking about, folks. This is Market Gear. Um, what I want to do, you know, just from a time standpoint, we're not here to do a demo of this. I just want to use some things here to... Uh, Uh, to share with you a couple ideas uh, kind of in the current environment. Uh, So one of the things that I had uh, talked about here was you want things that are moving, right? You want things that are, are, are trending up. And so one of the places that uh, we go to here, we have a scan that is top performers 90 day by percent. So this is, you know, these are all stocks that are, um, based on, you know, are doing well based on uh, the last 90-day performance. And, and it's a pretty good size uh, list of them here. In fact, if we look at the very first one, this is, and this, by the way, this percent move is in the last 90 days. Uh, we have uh, plug power here at 300% return in the last 90 days. We only show the top 100. If I go all the way down to the top, the bottom of the list of the top 100, it's still 83% um, uh, move in the last 90 days. So there are opportunities to find uh, stocks that are doing well. Now, the thing about this, uh, I will tell you when we, when we do look at these, one of the things that we want to see is we, we want to see that driving force, right? So just because the stock's trending higher doesn't mean it's going to keep going. Uh, mm-hmm. So why do I think it's going to go higher? For time's sake today, uh, let me just let me just tell you that we're, we're looking at uh, not only what's happening with technicals, we're looking at what's happening with institutions and insiders. Um, and we're also looking at where it's at with its fundamentals um, and making sure that there's a reason for this to be going on. It's not overvalued, things like that. So we're doing a, a broad spectrum. Why? Because we're going to be in this trade. Usually we're going out about 90 days in the position. Um, why? Because I want time for it to move, right? In mm-hmm. your, in, in your put spread, you actually want to stay in that as short as possible, right? Yeah. Now, I know when I do put spreads, a lot of times I'm looking for the two weeks to a month, maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes for me, I
0: I even go a little shorter. The way that I look at it is it's like, if we're in a trend, I want to make sure that trend is going to continue on, but I don't want to give it enough time for it to change its mind. So generally I go for like a seven day, like that. The closest to seven days out is usually my go-to.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you that, uh, you know, and and by the way, that's an absolute, you know, 100% absolute valid way to do it. And especially because you're trying to get a little bit higher return. When we talk about put spreads, I'm going to talk about 10 to 20% um, is kind of what I'm doing, but I wanted under a level of support. So I'm going to be further out of the money probably than you are uh, because I want a support level to you know to, to to be on this as well. Now we're shifting strategies. I don't want to. Do, I'm going to stay back on nope, this. Nope. <laughs> what I'm going to do here is I want to make sure that there is it's not only trending but that it can continue that trend. So we have ways of finding that within the platform. Uh, we actually have specific trade finder strategies where I can actually go in and look at oh, uh, cool. bull call spreads that are you know we find in here. Um, now I'm going to do. I want to do it more than manual way because I don't want to, you know, I want to give people information they can use. So uh, there's 34 criteria that go into finding our bull call spreads um, when we, you know, in our trade finder stuff. Uh, the average person is going to go through that. We want to talk about what somebody can do. So what am I looking for? Number one, I'm looking for stocks that are trending. Number two, I want to make sure that not overvalued, they're either fair valued or undervalued, that they have strong Uh, trend in there, you know, I'm I'm going 90 days out. So I want to make sure they've got some fundamentals to support this as well, where if I'm just riding a short-term trend, I may not care about that as much. You know, if I'm two weeks in in it or less, may not care as much. But if I'm going out further, I want to make sure that it has, you know, reason to keep going up and nothing, you know, no red flags. uh, So, you know, indicating that it's going to shift on me, right? So that said, I I have a couple here that uh, I want to talk about today. Uh, This is our uh, research part of the platform where you can get an overview of the stock and then you can go into detailed charting and uh, options and all that. (laughs) And so uh, what I want to do here uh, for this is uh, a couple of them I want to look at. One, um, I'm going to look at CRISPR Therapeutics for just a second. And so if you look at this here on CRISPR Therapeutics, uh, this has got a strong trend going. Um, it is, you know, if I were to look at the, the fundamentals on this, you know, this is a, this is one thing about this. You got to watch a little bit because, uh, you know, this is a bio, so it's going to, It's probably not going to make a lot of money there, but they've had good sales trend, good growth in some other areas. We're watching, you know, keeping an eye on some of the things uh, on this. We also have earnings. You know, earnings is out almost a month from now. It's February 10th. So I may not be in it that long. I'm still going to go out longer in the trade. Um, but what I did was I set up, uh, I, I went and looked for one here to, for kind of a speed sake here. I'm looking at the 200, two Now, when we stage a trade, you can see here on, on the uh, chart, what the two strikes are. Um, wow. It, that's yep, cool. Yep. So I, so if you look at this, the, the dots uh, that you see here that's an indication of staged if i place the trade those dots are going to turn into dashes and as soon as that trade fills those dashes will turn into solid lines um and it'll be on the chart whenever you come to the chart you can see your positions uh that's really cool it, it's really i'll tell you for trade manage it's really helpful but the green line indicates to buy the red line indicates it's a sell you can see here it's a 200 call versus uh, the 230 call so and let
2: me just rant real quick i just want to be clear the staged means we haven't placed the order yet. It's something we're looking at for the future. So we're keeping this, you know, ready to go. We, we've seen the trade, we've spotted it, and we might want to come back to it. We don't want to forget what it was. So that's what staged means.
1: Right, so so right here, this is in my uh, my staged environment. And um, that's where, I, so I just, I for time's sake here, I was looking at for some opportunities before we got on today. Uh, so now if I go take a look at this, um, As soon as I click on this, it'll take it over for me to now analyze this a little bit. And let me explain what we're uh, seeing on this page here. Uh, First of all, we have the standard option chain. We can go into that too. Uh, But we also do the strategy templates. We have 20-some strategy templates. And it makes it a lot simpler to to work with, um, where you only see the strike shaft. So you notice I'm 90 days out, 91 days out. I'm in the 200 230 30 again, my two, my low strike is just slightly in the money, right? The stock's at two Oh two. And now what we're looking to see what we can do here is what can we get? Now I'm going to try to get between that bid ask spread a little bit. And uh, I don't know if you talk about this too much with your, uh, your Go uh, for listeners. It. I'm open. Yeah. The, here's the thing about the bid ask spread. We're both buying and selling an option here. If we look at this, this has um, $2 and 90 cents. Between the two of them, there's a two dollar and ninety cent bid ask spread. Um, because you're placing a trade that is already hedged, you're both buying and selling, right? We're putting on a hedge. Well, guess what? The other side taking it, the market maker, is also mm-hmm. immediately hedged in his position. And so you can get when you're doing spreads, you can get between the bid ask spread better than you can if you're doing individual options. Mm-hmm. And generally speaking, about a quarter between the bid ask spread. So in since I go from the natural to the midpoint—that's halfway across this line oh, at about a quarter, right?
0: So that's a cool uh, little feature right there. Actually, with that little slider bar. Little slider.
1: It, I, it makes I've never it a seen bit that easier. before, but uh, it, I, I get it, where you're going with that. Right. So you know, you're never going to get past the midpoint, so we stop there. And you know, but so about a quarter, which is about halfway across on this. So I'm looking at getting into, in this particular instance, would be looking at getting um, into this trade. Now, mind you, this is a thirty-dollar spread. So what's the most I can take out of the trade? Thirty dollars, right? So, um, right. so in other words, if if it went higher than than two thirty, what's going to happen? And this is actually good to cover because the exit of the trade, um, you can close out the position by selling what you bought, buy back what you sold, and profit. That's what we did in the trade I was showing you uh, earlier with uh, Netflix. In this, in the case of so if I continue to write it out, what will happen is you will buy the stock at two hundred and thirty dollars, and you will sell the stock at I'm sorry, I said that wrong. You will buy the stock at $200, you will sell the stock at $230. So you would take in $30 on expiration day if the stock is anywhere above $230. In this particular instance, we're talking about putting um, $12 in the trade to make $30. That actually works out to um, a 40, uh, uh, 140% return potential in the trade. Um so by the way I also kind of like this where all your calculations are done right yeah, now. So look at that. That's cool. Yeah, see so a risk reward ratio uh, also represented in percentile um and it tells you where your uh break even point is. My break even point is at 21244. It's at you know which is basically a $10 move, uh, a little less than $10 move. It shows you uh what your max reward max risk numbers are and all that. So uh so my max reward in this case is $1756 and I'm risking $1200 to potentially make that money um so then one of the things we do we talked about the bull call spread i showed this to you here's what we do in the platform we flip that on its side and the reason is that uh you know i'm not sure you know, this has been how it's been looked at for eons what mm-hmm, we do is we flip mm-hmm. it on the side so that it matches the chart axis right so now the the my profit wait, wait, wait. Show me that again yeah so here's your standard right here's your right standard. yeah, yeah. where I have my dollar price of the stock compared to my profit or loss in the position. What we're going to do, instead of having the price of the stock across the bottom, we want to put the price of the stock matched to the chart.
0: And the charts over there on the left-hand side. The are- wow, that's really cool. Now, I love that. Yeah, you
1: only see a part of the chart because it's been trending very strong, and we're showing you the position here. And then we actually carry across what we call our performance channels. And what happens is, you look at where the stock's at today. If the stock goes into this dark green zone, you're making money. If it cap, if it goes above this uh, the point right here, which, by the way, is 230, that's an upper strike, you're still profitable. So it shows a light green, but you're not making more money. You're already at your max gain. But you can see here really easily where that is. And by the way, same thing on the downside. If it were to go down, you have some risk in the trade. Uh, And then if it goes below 200, you're not losing any more. So it shows a light red indicating you're at max risk. You're not losing more in the trade. And then what we do on the chart over here is we carry this zone, these channels back on the chart based on the number of days in the trade. 91 days, this is 91 days back on the chart. Now we know that past performance is not always indicative of future results, but we all look at it. So we give it to you as a reference, right? That is
0: really interesting. Okay. So, so this is a 90 day forward options trade. But right. you're giving me a 90-day look back to say, hey, does this even make sense?
2: Yep. Well, and if there was more of the chart showing right now, then you would realize that it, we're only shading the 90 days back. There's still the rest of the chart there. It's just below because the stock's been moving up. Gotcha. Right.
1: So, uh, so if it was able to, in the last few days, get through this much space, what's it going to take to get through this much space? Right. Mm-hmm. Is 90 days a realistic timeline to have that happen? I think the answer is yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, so it gives you that reference point to it. Uh, it's pretty handy to be able to, to, to see it that way. Um, and so, uh, yeah, so that's, that's how we're uh, showing it here. So, so then, uh, by the way, over here on the right-hand side, you get a snapshot of the trade and how it works and all that. So you have a little reference point to it. Um, and then you can also do back testing and look at things and, uh, 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 to make sure you're comfortable with the strategy, uh, and, and that, so it's pretty handy, but, uh, but anyway, so I have that trade there ready to go. It's, you know, I'm seeing it. It's, uh, Uh, you know, I, I, I think a realistic that it could move up that much in 90 days. Um, and if I like that, you know, we just go ahead and, uh, we'll go ahead and place that trade real quick, comes up, uh, loads, the trade ticket already puts my price in that I have, we'll hit that review and I'm going to go ahead and place this. I'm going to be really clear here. I'm placing this in a virtual account. I do not want this to be considered as a recommendation, um, and so we have that in there. So now we have that CRISPR trade on. So uh, so that's one example of it. Again, we're just looking to see um, that trade uh, that that potential. Actually, let me just do uh, my stage because I have something uh, just to clean this up now that we can show that a little bit. And there we go. So now you can see here my stage trade. I had CRISPR uh, has used. It's used. Now you notice on my on my. Uh, uh, chart here, these went from dots to dashes because now this is a live working order. Uh, and, you know, when it fills, those will turn into solid lines. So um, so that's that's one that just to show you that. And then uh, we had one other one I just want to show you real quick is uh, uh, we had uh, Roku. It uh, was another one that we were looking at. And in uh, Roku, let me just show you this real quick. Uh, again, look at the trend on this. This is a one-year chart. But if you look at the trend, uh, let's take it back to six months because we don't need to look back. See what's been. I mean, Roku, and by the way, same thing. Right? Now, Roku's kind of slowed here a little bit uh, on this. But again, uh, some driving forces behind it, some uh, some good earnings that just came out on it. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're, we like what's going on with that. So we also look to see what we could do. Um, on this one, and uh, again, if I go and do my analysis on it real quick here on uh, Roku, uh, whoops, that was the play button. That was the actual to do it. Um, go back to stage to do the research on it. Roku, boom. Um, and then uh, again, you have that same same thing here where um, I'm 91 days out. Did the same uh, expiration April 16th because I like to be about. I like to be about 90. Here's my rule of thumb for this: I look at what the trend is how long I think it's going to take to move that trend. And then I double it because Mm -hmm. trends don't always keep going. Right. Right. So they might hiccup for a little bit, pull back just a little bit. So if I give myself twice as much time, two things happen. Number one, I have more time to be right. Number Mm -hmm. two, if it does break its trend and I want to adjust and repair, make a, a shift to the trade, um, having more time in the trade gives me a lot more flexibility in how I would adjust that trade. So, uh, you know, it's a, you know, again, there's just because you started a bull call spread doesn't mean you have to end up in a bull call spread. Uh, you can, you, you basically, when you get into the trade, now you've just got inventory and I can shift inventory around to shift what the uh, the outcome of the trade is. So uh, again, a, a pretty cool thing to be able to do here. Now, notice something on this one. You know, we're talking about this trade. If I look at the 410, now the stocks in this case is just slightly out. stock is at 409.65. The 410 option it's $52 to April is $52. It's more than 10% of the price of the stock. Mm-hmm. Um, now, so if I were to go buy that, I got to have it move to, to double my money. It's got to move up, you know, like a hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, so what's the odds of that? You know, it, compared to the odds of it moving up. Oh, I don't know. Let's see my break even on this. Or I, my my actually word on this. Is at four. 30 I'm at 409 so if it moves up uh $20 and f- uh, actually 35 cents uh $20 and 35 cents I'm able to double my money in the trade more than double my money in the trade 120% 119% return so uh where if I just bought the option it now has to move that you know all the way up there you know nearly 100 bucks to du- to double my money but here's the other thing about this and it's one of the things I love about spreads versus directional options trading why is this option fifty-two dollars and ninety-five cents? Because the market thinks it could move that much. You follow that, Chris? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. That's why. Why is there so much premium in there? You know, you're not going to find the fifty-two dollar premium on GE because there's no chance he's right. going to much. But Roku, because the market, the options market feels like there's a chance for it to move that much, it's priced accordingly. And that's the volatility factor, right? The, the, the IV um, anticipating that kind of move. And so the by, by putting on the spread, all I'm doing is I'm playing this little tiny section, 410 to 430, while the market is priced for this to go up to literally 460. Now, does that mean I cap out at 430? Yeah, if I don't get out of the trade. Right. But if it goes up, I could certainly take money off the table and go back in at a higher strikes. So I might go back in at the, you know, at the 430, 450 or something like that, you know, at a higher strikes. So uh, so the fact that these options are so expensive actually to me says there's increased possibility of it moving that much. Right. Hmm. Otherwise it wouldn't be that expensive. And so by putting in only nine dollars and thirty-five or well, actually in this one, we're gonna work that spread again. Same thing. Uh we'll get in here for maybe about eight seventy-five um instead of nine thirty, a little bit improved rate. That's by the way, that little difference. This is just to show your 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 listeners viewers here um if i take this at the natural i'm at 115 percent gain potential wow if i work that bid ask spread to get between that it jumps from 115 to in wow. this case uh literally 129 percent just
0: on the bid ask spread so that, that, that's really that bid-ask wide bid-ask to me like that would cause concern because then i'd be worried about liquidity
1: well so n- now look at this though i'm only talking about a you know you're, you're talking about a dollar five cents on a fifty dollar option yeah, right if you were talking about you know, the, the this is so if you look at this one It's two dollars and twenty-five cents between this which seems like a lot But if you look at the actual option itself, you're talking about a dollar five cents on a fifty dollar call option mm-hmm. So um, now which uh, j- let me be really clear though. Yeah liquidity is a factor and it's something you want to be aware of um, and Uh, It was already something I looked at before we got into this. Uh, You know, there was one I was looking at earlier that the the bid ask spread was so huge. um, It wasn't even something I'd consider. So it's something that you want to look at. What's the bid ask spread relevant to the individual options? You're going to put on a spread. So you're going to increase your your bid ask spread because you're doing two. But you're also it's not it's not two dollars on nine. It's it's a dollar five on fifty. Mm-hmm. um and if that's reasonable then when you get into this you're okay, but it's also very important you get between that spread right that right. that's another reason why it's it's it is very important that that happens yeah, so that makes sense yep so then we have this uh the trade here um where you know again now I'm in at eight seventy five i have the potential to uh uh, to make in this particular trade. It's the spread minus the cost of trade So if i'm looking at this as a twenty dollar spread, I have eight seventy five in the trade So I could make nine and a quarter. I'm sorry um, Eleven and a quarter in the trade. That's a hundred and twenty nine percent return uh, Potential in the trade now there is one thing I want to be clear on this though because because there is this thing of well If it goes up there tomorrow, do I make that full amount and the answer is no and uh, oh, let me just man. I know right, but let me just show you something real quick so this is that I, I'm showing it to you in the regular way down, not on its side. Um, so what's going to happen is as the stock goes up, it's true that at expiration, you're at your full gain uh, as soon as it crosses uh, that upper strike of 430. In the meantime, there's going to be a little bit of a curve to this. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I like if we were talking about the uh, the trade, we uh, the other one we were doing here where I was talking about the uh, the trade on uh, uh, this one here, here we so go. Netflix. Uh, yeah. Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. So Netflix, even though I was out to September on the position by the time it was, and, and mind you, I had the ability to make over hundred percent return on it. I was only, you know, 25 days. I was only at 85% return. Only. Right. Only. Right. <laughs> but, but, but here's what happens. Once you start to get up above that, you can see this kind of levels off a little bit. When you start to get a diminished return, um, What I do is I'll take the trade off and then I'll put it on if I still like the trend I'll put it on again at higher strikes because what I want to do is I want to ride that sweet spot in um, in the trade and that you know so i just want to be clear that you know it's not like you're going to make the whole amount right as soon as it's 4:30 as at 4:30 at expiration but you are still going to make money as that starts to move up so um so then again if i like this trade uh, uh you know i just hit my trade button it's going to fill out the trade ticket it's going to carry across the uh the work of you know that price i uh i was working uh and we'll go ahead and place that trade as well and then we've got that one uh going on uh, as well and if i go over to my um the uh, 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 if I go over to my chart, you will see again that trade is there and been placed. To now, um, you know, now it's that dashed line, and we're waiting to see if it fills, right? So, yeah, that makes uh, sense. So, that's a little bit about the 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 bull put spread. Uh, you do want to have you know a couple of checklist items here. Number one, because you're doing it where it's going to, you're basically buying your, your lower strike at or just slightly in the money, you're selling a strike further out. Uh, now I did $30 strike here. Uh, one of the things I want to share with you is that if you're doing a $400 stock and you do $5, if I did the 400, 405 or the, was a 410? I think that's a
0: fair start for somebody.
1: Right. The, The only thing about that is because Um, All right, so I'm going to get a little advanced for just one second here for your listeners But it's something that's really kind of important to know um, About the way these work Um, So I can't actually do five dollars is not available. I can do a ten dollar And what happens is the closer these strikes are the the Delta difference between the two is not that much So Mm -hmm. if I look at this right now, what is Delta Delta is the rate of change of the stock compared to the option uh, or the option compared to the stock so the way this is working right now, if I do too tight of a spread, the stock goes up a dollar. I make 56 cents on the 410, but I lose 53 cents on the 420. So I only make three cents in the trade. Mm-hmm. If I widen my spread out, now it starts to to make more money in the trade. Now it's also going to peak out when it gets in the middle of that. It's gonna, that's going to go up too. But, but the, the, the wide, if you get too close together... Um, you know, if I've got a, if I have a, a, you know, a $2 bid ask spread and I'm only making a nickel per dollar move of the stock, it's going to have to move a lot for me to make yeah. up the difference. So I had heard so somebody call that, to, um,
0: Delta scrubbing.
1: Delta um, scrubbing.
0: Yeah. Yep. Uh, my friend, uh, Dr. Jim Schultz from Tasty Trade, I had heard him, this is years ago, uh, call it Delta scrubbing. And it makes sense because you got Delta's working both directions since you're long and short the position. Um, yep. So yeah.
1: So you're making the net delta of it, which, by the way, we show down here in the the bottom. We we show you what the net delta is uh, in our analytics. But you can also expand and see it here, uh, you know, as well. So it, you know, so you can see what that is on it. By the way, look at my time decay. Look at my time decay. My time decay is virtually nothing, nothing. right now. Yeah. Because well, if I bought the option, I'm going to lose forty one cents a day. Um, and the other one I'm making right now, 40, it's saying 42, but it's kind of scrubbing out to zero. So what I, that, that shows you though, that difference, right? Where I'm buying and selling time. I've reduced the impact of time in the trade. In yeah, fact,
0: I was going to say, wouldn't you want that to be a positive value? Then I was thinking, well, not necessarily. Cause then you just eliminate that variable and I'm all right. about eliminating variables.
1: Yeah. I, I want this to be, I, I'm, I'm playing the trend. I'm not playing, I'm not playing theta. Now, if you're doing the bull put out of the money, you're paying theta. You mm-hmm. want that to happen because that's how you're making the money. In this case, I'm playing the trend. So, as much as I can neutralize that, the better. And by the way, you'll find that if I were to go out to, so I went out 90 days. If I looked at 60 days, um, oh, let's just, uh, you know, here you go. Uh, okay, so, cool. if you look at this, uh, let's take this back down to here's 35 days. 35 days, uh, this trade is the natural on this is $14.90 for 35 days. I'm going to go out now 90 days and I've only gone, I've gone from $14 and change to $15 and change. Right. Right. So I've got three times the amount of time, nearly three times the amount of time for a minuscule amount more money. Why? Because I'm both buying and selling time. So it's a lot easier to give yourself time to be right when you're doing a spread than if you're just buying Uh, out directional options.
0: I see what you're saying.
1: Right. So um, that minimal cost difference for going out further in time just gives you more time to be right and more time to adjust if something does go wrong. So, mm-hmm. that's a little bit on the bull call spread. Just uh, a, little a, know, a little bit. <laughs> we covered spread. a lot on that, Rance. What we are you did. talking we about? Yeah, we did. Uh, but I think it's a, a great way to kind of introduce your your uh, people to uh, doing a little bit of that compare uh, of it and uh, just look, you know take a look at it. One of the great things, by the way, about the platform is that yeah. And again, we'll we'll share that site for with you in just a second and what the setup is. But one of the cool things about this is that when I choose a strategy. Um, if you're fairly new to a strategy to the combination strategy spreads, one of the cool things about this is you can't break the trade. It's going to be a bull call spread. I can't put the, it won't even let me choose a Uh, strike lower here where it would no longer be a bull call spread. It won't let me use different dates because that wouldn't be a bull call spread. So it keeps um, the guardrails up there to make sure that that's you're in what you you think you're going to be in uh, and while that's great for beginning uh, people it's also as you're more experienced it just makes it that much easier to do and the little thing I showed I, I did it here i will just show you this real quick uh, you see the position here if I say this isn't the ideal I can move this up or down you see what's happening over here uh, don't look at my cursor look at the the P&L graph in the chart you see I can move this trade around to oh, find it. I see.
2: Okay. Yep.
1: And what's happening when I do that, once I've established the trade, turn the, it'll turn d-
2: the risk graph. Turn the risk graph. Oh, yeah. Graph let me light turn
1: light the risk graph. graph. That's a, uh, uh, yep, yep. So, so, as I do this, then I get to see where I'm at on this. So, by the way, if you're talking about doing it in your method, uh, right where mm-hmm. you, I'm, I'm below the current stock price, so now as long as the stock doesn't go below um, uh, 373 and it's at 409, I'm going to make the total gain on this, but it's only 68%.
0: Right. right. D- different so, profile there, but yeah. Yep.
1: But it's kind of cool. cool to be able to, to. you look at the chart, you look at this and you can move this around and help kind of optimize your spot. Yeah. Way you want to do it. So, um, so anyway, so what we had here was, well, well that's uh,
0: just a tiny bit on bull cow spreads. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's, <laughs>
1: Yeah, we didn't even get into all the adjustments we can do and the other things about this, right? So I, I actually, cool.
0: um you were saying you had 11 different ways to do it. I would love to cover that in another episode. Uh, I think that would be highly, highly useful. Yeah, I I'll know, there,
1: there are five primary that I'd like to cover because 11 you'll start to get, usually usual start confused. But I'll, I, five primary adjustments, I'd love to do that with you. It's a very cool thing to do. Yeah,
0: let's do that. Because uh, I, I will tell you one of my most uh, SEO friendly videos that I have is how to adjust a, a put credit spread. So, uh, if I can have the bull call spread too, that'd be great. <laughs>
1: I'd be glad to do it for you. I, you know, it's, it's, uh, you can be really nimble with it. So, uh, you know, it's, cool. yeah, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to cool that. To yep. Uh, it, it's harder. I'll tell you what, it's actually harder to adjust, uh, the put credit spread. Uh, there's the, the what you c- there's limits on what you can do. Uh, I'm still, there's some great adjustments. So I'm glad you guys do it because it, 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 a lot of times people get they freeze up it's like it's not going right so they freeze up and then they end up losing money they didn't have to Uh um in the uh the bull call spread there's even more flexibility so i'd love love to share that with you yeah
0: let's do that but before we head out let's do make sure that everyone who's listening at this point probably already has but if you haven't already marketgear.com slash chris yule that's c h r i s u h l. that's me to get your two-week free trial to market gear where you can actually like work inside this platform that Rance is showing here today, and you'll get 50% off your first month after that trial's over. So that's a really, really sweet deal to get you started over at marketgear.com. Chris and <laughs> Rance, hey, thank you so much for uh, for going through all that today. I I, I feel like we opened the floodgates <laughs> on bull call spreads. So thank you so much for uh, for covering all that.
1: And Not a to problem at all. Glad to, glad to be able to be here and share it with you.
0: Yeah. And thank you guys for tuning in to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe and enable notifications. That way you never miss any of the tools, tips and tricks I upload every single week to help you trade faster and trade smarter. And I'll see you on the next episode. Hey, if you like this video, let me know by leaving me a like below and then subscribe and share it with somebody you think could use it as well. Be sure to comment below with your biggest takeaway from this episode and any suggestions you have for future episodes. And finally, make sure you watch these other videos to help you trade faster and trade smarter, and I'll see you on the next episode. 10MinuteStockTrader.com content is for information and educational purposes only. It is not, nor is it intended to be, trading or investment advice or recommendation that any security, futures contract, options contract, transaction, or other financial instrument or strategy is suitable for any person. Trading securities can involve high risk and the potential for total loss of any funds invested. 10MinuteStockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell, through its content, financial programming, or otherwise, does not provide investment or financial advice or make investment recommendations. Investment information provided may not be suitable for all investors and is provided without respect to the individual investors' and audience's financial sophistication, financial situation, investing time horizon, or risk tolerance. and StockTrader.com and Christopher Ewell are not in the business of trading securities trades, nor does it direct client commodity accounts or give commodity trading advice